At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. It's Monday. You know what that means. Another episode of Knife Talk. Myself, Craig Lockett of Chop Knives. I'm joined, as I am every week, by Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. Uh, now, unfortunately, Morocco isn't with us again this week um, as he's traveling. He's doing some fun stuff. So he just left with me and Jeff. Me and old Jeff. How are you, Jeff? How am I? I'm, I'm glad to talk to you, but I swear to God, this podcasting thing is stressful. And it's, well, it's never talking to you stressful. Never talking to Mareko stressful. The technical parts of these goddamn podcasts are exhausting. Yes. So I've just, this is the second time we've done this show now. Um, I did an intro and I, I was, I was going to rip into Jeff and Mareko for last week for having <laughs> terrible tech stuff. Yeah. And everything crashed as I was doing it. The irony <laughs> was, as I was saying it, it crashed. But anyway, <laughs> we're, we're recording at the moment, so fingers crossed. Um, that things will go well. It's yeah. it sucks because last week's episode, even though it was the first forty minutes were good, the whole two hours was really good. And it's like annoying because I remember I heard, I heard it was like a six hour show and it was just full of zingers. Well, that's I mean it was it was it was pushing it was two and change, two mm. in a couple minutes. I had to get the hell out of there. But it was good. It was really good. And the mm. funny there's a couple funny parts. Well, funny part number one is we never got to the listener feedback, which was controversial. We did get to the, but I did. We, we t- radio teased it. Mareko and I did a whole bit on it. It was great. Uh, and they obviously didn't record. The funnier <laughs> part was I was going off on other podcasters being flea bags. I was saying, I'm, we're not one of these flea bag podcasts that do this. You know, I shoot my mouth off about other podcasts yeah. calling flea bags. Well, what happens? The fucking thing cuts out. <laughs> flea bags. Total flea bags. <laughs> And we had a whole weekend of messages going back and forth saying, oh. well, c- can you log back on? Maybe it'll upload your audio or let's see if we can get a backup. And it, w- it was just a whole Mareko production. Mareko was like so, beside yeah. himself. And I we were yeah. just like, well, this goddamn, this, the technical aspects of this are a pain in the ass. Whole pain yeah. in the ass. 
technology. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't, it screws everything up. Yeah. We can do this podcast. I mean, that see, that's the funny thing is, you know, I get calls from there are other people who starting want to start a podcast. They, they think it's easy. Like a lot mm. of people think, well, they can do it. They just turn the mics on and talk, and they think that that's part's easy. And then all of a sudden. It, it's not all easy. It's a pain in the ass. We can do the prep. We can do the. We know we're gonna have a nice conversation. We got the whole thing worked out. But if the goddamn thing craps out, yeah. Hey. Yeah, and we've tried multiple systems now. We've <laughs> yeah. tried probably five or six. <laughs> Every six months, we try a new one. Yeah. And yeah. And the best <sighs> part is, as soon as we start with a new one, we're like, we found this new software. <laughs> it's so great. And then it shits the bed. And it's just After like after two weeks, wanna, they pull the switch. Yeah. You yeah. want to pull your fucking hair out? It's like, yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. yeah so- so you get an iPhone, the day before the new one comes out, they press that button and everything just fucks right off. Yeah. Fucks right off. Fucks right off. Uh, well, how have you been, Craig? Um, I've been good. I've been really good. Um, yeah, so I wasn't here last week. We had we had two gigs last weekend, so it was, it was a busy weekend. Um, and this week, um, it's it's weird. It's it's almost, we, we had a fire on the other day. You know, it's gone really cold. The mornings are cold, the evenings are cold. Yeah. The the middle of the day is still sort of shorts and t-shirt weather, so it's, it's really weird. Lots of strange things going on. Um, but it's been good. Um, I've managed to get a fair bit of shop time this week, um, trying to catch up with lots of old orders that I've got to try and get out. Um, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It's been a good one. Speaking of orders, yes. what's annoying if we had last week's, the second part of that last week's episode, we came up with a Knife Talk build-along. And it was like, it was inspired by you, and it fucking fell apart. Because so we're going to have to figure that out again. We have a knife talk build along. We'll look down the questions, and we'll answer them in the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I know what you're on about. Yeah. We'll definitely do the build along. Yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah. So anyway, your week. What's well, been going on? Do you remember when I told you I went out with some law enforcement for drinks? Yes. Was I remember a, what you told me after the show. I'm not sure what we said on the show. I it was a remember. huge mistake. It was yeah, a huge mistake yeah. only because, all right, so a number of months ago, or about a month ago, I got invited with some friends to go to this new restaurant and bar that was a, uh, you know, an old Vietnam era um, army ship that was decommissioned and put on the side of the Hudson River and it just turned mm. into like a bar. And it was yeah. fun. It was great. I went with these Law enforcement, FBI, and all these feds, and you know, we're sitting in the car, and I'm, they're driving, and it's like they're, one guy's a hostage negotiator, and the other guy's a county cop, and they're you know they're big du- dudes talking shop, and I'm sitting there just like listening and stuff like that, and then my friend says, oh, you know, Jeff's a knife maker, and all of a sudden, like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, and all of a sudden, I wanted to be a big shot, you know, <laughs> I don't have a, you know, I wanted to be a big shot like these guys, I wanted to talk talk tough. <laughs> And they started, you know, talking about the gun sculpture I did with the decommissioned guns and the scrap guns and everything like that. I was like, they were talking about it. And one of the guys says, well, you know, we run an auction, a charity auction for the the the, the families of fallen, you know, federal agents, whatever. Hmm. Do you think you'd be interested in, you know, doing a, uh, you know, like a little something to put up for auction, like a little sculpture, gun sculpture? And I said, you got it. No problem. I'll <laughs> knock something out and da 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 you know, and then we're going out and we're drinking tequila and all this shit and, you know, putting our arms around me and all I got these big tough guys. And I wanted to be a big tough guy, yeah. but I'm just a big pussy, honestly. And all of a sudden I like wake up the next morning and I turn to my wife and I'm like, you know, I think I promised somebody something. I don't remember exactly what it was. Trying to impress Cagney and Lacey. And you just decided to, to get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be impressive. I wanted to be impressive. I'd like this, you know, I wanted to be this impressive guy to these real men. Yeah. And when I'm just this like, you know. 
nebbishy nothing, which is fine. Next thing you know, I'm like, all right, what, I don't remember what I what I I think I remembered. I did something. I didn't really, you know, whatever. I thought it was some, you know, tequila talk. Yeah. And next thing you know, I get a text like last week saying, "Hey, man, well, you know, the auction's going to be in the first week of uh, October. Uh, we really love that sculpture. Be by oh, then." And I was just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> it's like less than two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm just like, "Oh, no problem." I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, he's." G-Man needs some fucking sculpture. So I ran to the shop, knocked some out, and it turned out great. And I was just like, but it was like, at the same time, I was just like, and my wife said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I made promises to real men. And I'm like, this <laughs> yeah. You'd loser. want to look really small going <laughs> yeah. back to them. Oh, if I didn't cough yeah. it up, I mean, it's just like, you can't yeah. be, you can't like, you gotta like, you can't flap your lips and then flap your yeah. gums and then, you know, cough. Yeah. So I made a, I made a little sculpture and I'm going to go to this uh, charity auction for the feds. So that was that. Nice. So don't don't drink with law enforcement. It, they, you make promises <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't normally make. You know, you no rule. problem. Yeah, you got it. Whatever you want, man. <laughs> so that was that. And then um, we knocked out that we finished the David David Tiger Claw Customs and I. They he hauled ass, and we did all the turkey clubs are going to be ready for Thanksgiving. So if ten sets of a three piece set are ready to go. They look a dynamite. Nice. And, and these all pre sold, ready to go? No, we're not even. We're gonna. We're not pre sold. Nice. We're, we're putting them up. So there's like nice. thirty pieces. There we have inventory, bitch. And then uh, I'm not calling you bitch. I'm just you know, being <laughs> all that. All that. Well, fun. funny enough, we've been watching uh, Breaking Bad again, and the whole you know bitch after everything. <laughs> yeah. so we're doing it around the house as well. <laughs> well, you know, I was just with those cops, and I was just like trying to be tough, so I started <laughs> saying Capiche? words that I don't yeah. normally yeah. say. You know, and then um, and then I did something that was kind of fun. I um, I'm going to be at Maker Camp this year with uh, Mareko is going to be there, and the Modern Forge Boys, and all sorts of guys and i'm figuring out how we're going to do an episode of knife talk and an episode of full blast podcast it's going to be ridiculous mm-hmm. and uh, i thought i'd make some fr- i'm going to demo friction folders and last year i thought you know i should really all my buddies all john and cliff they had hammers to sell i'm like you know what i gotta have something so i knocked out six friction folders um to to sell at maker camp but i'm not pre-selling them so like it's going to be first fun first serve i really I, i'm hesitant to sell forged friction folders because I want to talk to the person who buys it and make sure. And then I like the idea that and makers camp, they're makers. So if like the, you know, they understand that the rivets loosen up and what do you do to do that? And I don't want yeah, this, yeah. you know, so I finally got to finish these six off and they look great. And I've never forged six friction folders to look the same. So it was kind of a big deal for me and I, and it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, no, it sounds good. Sounds good. You know, so that's that, and then we're getting ready for that, and then uh, we're trying to fight off uh, COVID. I'm trying to fight off a coronavirus. Apparently, I didn't get it. So my wife but, and kid are back, slightly back to normal, and I'm like okay. still sleeping on the couch. Oh, geez. <laughs> so are they testing negative now? More or less. Right. I mean, okay. my kid has, but my, you know, we don't really test after a certain amount of time. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. So my wife's been kind of like quarantining for like, who cares? No one wants to hear about this shit anymore. It's yeah. over. It's okay. Okay. So. Well, I'll tell you what. We've got lots to get through before we do. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. Go to knifetalk.net forward slash heat. That will take you to Soul Ceramics. Um, and they've got some in stock ready to go, already built. 
uh, you'll get $75 off and free shipping uh, in the US. And that's already applied to checkout for you. So knifetalk.net forward slash heat. Head over to Source Ceramics and get that even heat. Okay. Well, should we do a few questions? We got a lot of stuff. We have, we we have okay. some funny stuff too. We have, okay. we have regular questions from the listeners. We have uh, tough scenarios. One tough scenario we have to do. There's okay. just no bones about it, <laughs> and we have to get the listener feedback because we have we have a lot of I have I have some splaining to do. I have some splaining. Apparently, oh. Nate Zimmerman is uh, is you know whatever. So I, I took some shots at Nate Zimmerman a couple weeks ago, and I got to address it. So okay, okay, all right. I hope then. the video. Cu- I hope the audio cuts out like now. So all right, that's the end of the show. We can radio <laughs> exactly, teach this bitch yeah. for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, let's just do a couple of questions then, and then maybe we can we can get on with uh, tough scenarios. Yes, sir. Okay. Stephen Rist has asked us, and, and he's done the same as everybody else on Instagram. We are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. He's DM'd the question, how do you guys feel in the political s- scenery of knife makers? Um, you three seem to be rather liberal. I guess that's the reason why you almost never talk about politics. We do. We do a, we do a fair bit. Uh, I don't think more than we should, according to some people. I mean, um, I don't think we talk that much about politics. We do, Yeah, we, we do try not to, but, some, you know, it's... It's part, it's part of our life, isn't it, you know? Um, you talk more about politics than the three of us. Probably, yeah, probably. Um, but, yeah, if there's something pressing, we'll talk about it. But we don't, you know, we don't go out of our way to, uh, you know, join a side and get people, you know. We don't have, like, a commenting system, you know. Th- 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 we, we don't do that. We, do, we don't try and, you know, bait people into conversation. But, yeah, there's, there's no need. If we, had a, if we had to do this five days a week... Hmm. This is like a radio show. We do this five yeah, days yeah. a week. We'd be talking yeah. politics, ladies and gentlemen. Don't fuck Exa- it. Yeah, don't exactly. Fuck it, yeah, you know. yeah. I yeah. think there's a couple of things at play. One is, is I don't, and this is not a dig at us. Not dig. This is an all right. This is not a dig at you and Mareko. I don't think we're smart <laughs> enough. I don't think we're smart enough to be nuanced in yeah. political conversation where it's we're not just regurgitating something that somebody else said, yeah, which is true. infuriating. Yeah, and I think everybody's the same because we all get our news from, you know, certain sources and, you know, we don't know the, the truth about all the, you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah, we just take it as we We're see. not smart enough to, like, deep, and the other thing is, is this is not, we're not, I don't, I, I find, you know, these, you know, uh, entertainers who are starting to influence people into political discourse to be pretty repellent number two i mean repellent on both sides and number three is it's just like i don't really want to have a i like you said about the cops i mean i don't want to hear what other people have to say about their politics so i'm not going to tell you my politics yeah and it's boring and it's just like you know what and in the knife making community is very diverse which makes it interesting. And I think that there are ways... Oh, the further south you go, the less diverse it gets. All right, Mr. Paul. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you have people yeah. who are, have liber- are more liberal and more conservative. And yes. honestly, I believe that that's kind of the important way to go about things. I feel like there's a way to kind of meet in between and just kind of like be normal yeah. and not yeah. be like, you know, bl- everything's black and white. I think a little gray area is kind of important for humanity. So... Definitely. There's, there's this whole drive at the moment, you know, are you red or blue, and everybody's sort of picking a side. But, you know, I'm liberal on some things. I'm not on others. I'm not, you know, I'm not nailing my flag to a certain, you know, team. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Well, we get I think it's a it, pretty you know. good I think the answer is, is we're not, I'm, it's just, it's just like, 
go to somewhere else. It's, yeah. it's like we're not interested. We're trying to entertain you fucking people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? What? Speaking of entertaining people, we got to talk about that show alone. You guys got me on fucking. Are you alone. on it now? Are you? It's good, isn't it? It's. I don't know how I feel about it. I have an opinion. <laughs> I have an opinion. I'll tell you my opinion of it, honestly. Okay. I think well. there should be a reality show where people try to uh, win the game by making their lives better. <laughs> and not really like, you know, trying to figure out ways in which you can win at life as opposed mm. to like, yeah. I'm yeah. going to like win this $500,000 by suffering in the woods. In the I thought you'd be into that because this whole suffering <laughs> thing in life, you, you're well into that. You know what, though? I can suffer. But, but why not? See, there's some of these things are fantasy. And it's like, why don't you just focus your time and energy on on trying to like be better at your own life and i just don't <laughs> yeah, like it's like here, here's an example this goes to the knife making too well you know what let's keep going and i'll well i have a i have a theory on one of these types of people that i think is very funny but let's just okay. keep we haven't talked about knives yet so let's talk okay about it. alfredo our friend who always joins us for the uh the dharma studio yes and he's always there with his friends eating lovely food and stuff so yeah alfredo is it facciapieri facciapieri yeah think. Yeah, something like that. Facciapieri. Facciapieri. In a kitchen knife, plunge lines or not. Um, Jeff. Well, what, do you, what is your opinion? Um, it depends. Depends what it is. Um, I've, I've, my sort of classic chef knives, um, originally they didn't have one, but now they do. Um, and that's just a, just a design decision, I think. Um, but, you know, it depends what, what, what style of knife it is. And... Um, yeah, I, I think there's no right or wrong. Um, my plunge line, I mean, you get some people doing a plunge line, which is, you know, it's it's this part of the heel, it's a little show, it's so there's a big thick heel, then yeah. you have a plunge knife. Giving, um, you, giving you some bolster, like for your it, finger. Exactly, yeah, and you know, whether you want to use it for crushing garlic or whatever you want to use it for as well, maybe. But um, my plunge line now is right up in, in almost like the tang area, you know, so it's, it's way out of the way. Um, but that's just a design decision, and... Yeah, it, it depends. Depends what style you're making. I think um, your your sort of classic chef knife, Jeff, plunge or no plunge. Well, here in the beginning, I liked the plunge line because I liked well, number a couple reasons. I mean, for a full flat grind, you have you have the ability to stop at a spot, and then when you put your full tang scale your your scales on for your full tang knife, you're not mm. going to worry about there being any slop. You know, yep. you're not going to like be driving into the, you know, your grinding isn't going to drive in and all of a sudden make some slop for the, you know, for the handle. I think that I know that there are a lot of guys and I remember think, I remember talking to a master bladesmith years ago and he says, oh, when I make culinary knives, I grind them, grind them, grind them and he treat them and then I run them down a, a heel to tip on the, on a contact wheel. And then mm-hmm. who cares? And he's like, who cares about a plunge line? And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, if you can make it happen, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. I, I I know a lot of guys who have chef knives with plunge. Line. I like the plunge line. These days, I'm less tight on the plunge line on my culinary knives because honestly, part of me is just like it doesn't really matter anymore. Hmm. But at the same time, I did like this 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 cha- this transition between the satin finish and the ricasso before the plunge li- before the bolster area. So. Mm, yeah, and then there are knives that uh, you know finish right below where the knuckle guard would be. You know, like uh, those Japanese knives where there's no plunge line clearly because it's like it stops halfway up the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, I think it's a design decision. Obviously, most knife guys would say like, you don't need a plunge line for a culinary knife. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I think if you're doing you know a thicker knife as well, and a good example of that, actually today we bought um, like like a like a half pig from one of the, like a farmer here. Really? And um, and I was just like, oh, I'll I'll I'll. You know, I'll break it down myself. I thought this could be quite fun. Fuck me, it's hard work. Wait a second. <laughs> the mess of that I made this afternoon. But, you uh, got you got a half pig, and where are you storing it all? Um, well, in a freezer. In a freezer. Did, so, yeah, so did it, you did you carry it from your car into the house? It was delivered. It was delivered to the door. Yeah, like yeah. whole. I mean, we've done we we've done a bit. We used to keep pigs, so we used to do it quite regularly anyway. Um, but we'd always at when it when they went for slaughter, they'd come back butchered up ready for us you know in nice little pieces oh so there this one but this was a whole side but, but this was a whole side yes yes so what did you do i, I struggled like fuck <laughs> <laughs> and i made i made some of the worst looking pork chops you've ever seen in your life um which made me think i need a good cleaver which is i don't it, have is it is it is it cheaper to buy a whole half a pig Oh, much, much cheaper, yeah. I mean, you're buying direct from the farmer as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's And you far, have enough cheaper. freezer space for all of it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do and with it's all a, the skin? You make, like, chicharrones and stuff like that? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I leave it on, like, the belly part, I'd leave it on. And um, <laughs> should we talk knives? <laughs> I mean, you had to cut it up with something, right? Exactly, and that's, what, that's, that's where I struggled. So, uh I, you know, I've got plenty of chef knives here, um, but I don't do much butchery, so I don't have a decent cleaver. And I was thinking, that's the next thing I need to make um, myself a decent cleaver because, Jesus, I struggled, really struggled. Um, and yeah, hats off to butchers out there. But, um, you know, to the point, um, what I was saying is, you know, the chef knives that I do are generally pretty fine, fine edges on them, you know, and, they're, you know, they're ground up pretty thin. Um, so when you see the, uh, kitchen knives, uh, chef knives rather, and they, they do have a, a plunge line and the ones that I'm talking about, you know, goes down to the heel, um, you, they're generally maybe a little bit thicker as well for that purpose, you know? Um, but when you've got something really fine, um, yeah, butchery is a, is a no, no. And I'm just thinking, I'm just going to break this knife any second. going to break this knife. So I get out my old beater, you know, and we're using that instead and, oh, fuck me. Yeah. Anyway. So, do you have a game plan with what to do with that half a pig? Like, you're gonna like you're gonna make like a what do you do with the leg? You make stew or? Um, yeah. Well, we've got we've got you know shoulder. We've got leg. Um, we've got uh, ribs, uh, chops. So, how many um, pounds is it? I don't know. Don't know. All right. Heavy. Does it have the, big, he- big is the head on? No, no, no head. No. Mm-hmm. If you just think of the side with the shoulders, basically. Okay. That's, Hoofs. You know, no, no hooves. Okay. No, okay. no. All right. Okay, okay. All right, <laughs> no. that's it. Trotters. I know. I know some people are well into that though. You know, the the oh, jelly. Yeah, they, love oh. the oh. they love it. No, not for me. No, not for me. I don't blame you. All right. Yeah. So there we go, Alfredo. We go. The answer is we don't. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> Feral boy knives says here's a question slash dilemma. How important is packaging slash branding? Should I spend a little cash on some branding packages so the customer has something nice to open? Or just buy more handle material like I normally do. Shout out to buying handle material. Hmm. So that's all I do these days. Yeah, yeah. It's I really enjoy the whole packaging branding thing. Yeah. Um, but I generally do sort of runs of knives. If you're doing just individual knives, it's going to be difficult to get a really good packaging system. Really, you know. I know. You know. Okay. Let's say you only do chef knives. 
um, okay, they're all going to be you know pretty similar dimensions and so on. Right. Um, but yeah, if you're just doing the same one over and over again, it's a lot easier to you know make custom packaging for that. And there's so many companies out there now that'll do you know custom packaging you know fairly fairly cheap as long as you can design it all yourself and so on. Um, but I enjoy all that stuff you know, and I use like a like a hot foil press as well to put like a foil logo on and stuff. And I, I like I like it to you know, to look nice because to me it's part of the you know when you receive something that you've paid a lot of money for, you want it to be sort of dressed up nicely too. Um, but you know you can be really, you know, imaginative with it. You know, Fingal does a great job of packaging his knives. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's just you know like a, like a butcher's wrap, you know, in like a tea towel. Um, but it is really really effective. Um, but you know, I've seen I've seen pictures of some people just just like wrapping up a newspaper. You just think, oh fuck, that's not going to go well. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. But um, I think if I was doing individual knives every time. It would be a struggle. It'd have to be far more sort of generic packaging, I think. I give a lot of credit as normally to Tomer Botner over Florentine Kitchen Knives. I've had knives from him from with both his original packaging where he would laser cut out the, the, the cardboard and then he'd put it, mm. the knife in and slap them on top of each other and then he'd put it in a, a, like one of those vacuum seal bags. Yeah. That was yeah. slick. It looked like a, you know, looking at a side of salmon. You know what I'm saying? It was mm. uh, kind of a neat little thing. And now he's got that. Uh, three-part box where it's the size of the knife. I mean, he's got like his sizes for chef knives are are you know real, as you said the, the, the same. He doesn't have like a million styles. Yeah, the yeah. packaging's great and it really means something. I actually got a couple during lockdown. I got a deal on a uh, one of those uh, Zwilling by Kramer. Kramer by Zwillings. It was uh, I got it from. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who I got it from, but I got a great deal on it. And the packaging came, and I was like, "This is really nice." Like you felt yeah. like you were opening something, and it's the same thing with with Tomer. The problem is, is as you said, it's like you got like twelve different knives with twelve different sizes. You yeah. can't be buying, you know, you can't be buying a pile of boxes. Yeah, and obviously they need to protect the knife. Then you know you can't, you can't be rattling right. around and so on. And it is, you know you need to do a good job protecting it too. But um, I use a company called Packly, um, Pack dot L Y. Um, they're they're Italian, I think actually. Um, but they're they're very good. They deliver quick as well, and they'll do short orders from sort of fifty onwards. I think. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And another one is Pack dot com, which is I think they're in the US. Um, huh. They're very similar company. Um, you could you know choose your box size, give them your artwork, and they'll they'll do everything for you. Wow! And, you know it it comes as flat. You know, so you, right. you, you need to make the boxes up yourself. Right. Um, but yeah, pack dot com is great. But yeah, I use the, the European version, which is packly pack dot l y. I uh, when I was interviewing Josh Smith from Montana Knife Company, I got one of his first. I got one, I got in on the first round of one of his first sets of knives. And I was interviewing him, and right before he came on, I'm just looking at this knife, I'm just looking at it, I'm looking at it, and something just caught my eye. And the box is beautiful. He does a nice job. It looks like, you know, it looks like, you know, top, topographical parts of a map, and it, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. He, everything he's done, it looks cool. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at him, I'm just like, God damn it, something weird. He, they spelled something wrong in the box. Like, it was like, finished. Oh. Finished. It was... So I was just like, I got something to talk about now. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, how, how, now that I got one of the first ones, how uh, valuable do you think it is? He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what about the packaging? How valuable is the packaging? He said, what do you mean? I'm like, well, something spelled wrong on this box. And he started laughing. He's just like, oh, yeah, we ended up buying 3,000 of them and they were all misspelled. The the 3,000 of the first boxes of hand fish knitted or something like that. It was like, but it was, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, 
That's mm. just the way. That's the way the world, you know, happens. I'm, I- I'm just looking now. I said pack.com is the one in the US is called packlane.com. Packlane. Packlane. And they do mailer box sizes of any size that you want. And you can design it online. You can huh. see it in 3D. It's, it's, it's quite a really nice system. Wow. Yeah, packlane.com. Packlane or packling? Lane. L A N E. That's it. Yeah. Pack, P A C K L A N E. Dot com. All right, yeah. There you go. There you, there you go. go, ladies and germs. Wow. That was way more helpful than what we said and when you weren't here. <laughs> we answer this question, and we're like, I don't know, man. Just, you know, throw the box, dude. Let's yeah, rub the newspaper. More. Yeah. Okay, we got what? What should you say we've got? Did you say we have some listener have, feedback? Why don't we do the last, the next question, and then we'll go to tough dilemmas, and we might have to, mm. go, and then we can hit the listener feedback. Yeah, go. I'm probable iron. I think it is. I am probable iron. Or improbable iron. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Four. quite possibly <laughs> improbable iron yes uh, hi just had a question about anvil skimming um, in your last podcast you said you don't clean up an anvil face by skimming it with a mill or surface grinder uh, why not how else would you get a level work face and clean corners yeah so we mentioned I think it was the week before last when we were talking about um, anvils and how you know you could buy you know beat up ones and maybe try and redress them yourselves but he's saying, why wouldn't you use a mill right. or service grinder? Well, I've talked about it on this podcast, and I actually, on the last episode of, or two episodes ago with Jesse Savage, we talked about our kind of disdain for, you know, guys taking a pile off this, the face of the anvil. And mm. apparently, some of you guys, you listen to these fucking podcasts, and then you start to chirp at other people, and put my name involved, and don't worry about me, and I don't know, for some reason, you know, I say something, and then you all of a sudden, you got to like, you know pop my name into things i think that it's interesting because honestly if you have an anvil you buy an anvil you use an anvil you want to make changes to your anvil god bless you god bless you i think that what happens is with an anvil a lot of times it depends on how the anvil's made there could be three quarters of an inch of hard face there could be not three quarters of an inch of hard face. You mm-hmm. don't know, yeah. especially when you're buying an old anvil, you don't know what happened. You don't know what it is. You don't know what happened. We were talking, I'm actually going to have Andrew Alexander back on full blast. So we're going to talk about anvils and stuff like that. He's a, he and Jesse are, you know, two huge anvil enthusiasts and they know everything about it. But like there are companies that used to make anvils back in the day just to scrap iron. So they're built for a certain way. And the years and years and years and centuries and centuries of, of getting them getting the shit kicked out of them, you know, there's also what's called sway, which is the, the body, it just kind of drops, the, the, the waist drops down and they don't have the, have a sway. I, yeah. I think that when you, I think that when you're grind, I've been in situations where, you know, people get the grinder and then they get the rock and then they're grinding the shit out of the, the grinder. And I just try to be very thoughtful. And I talked to a couple guys when I got a Peter Wright anvil and I was talking to a couple guys about how to repair it and stuff like that. And, and I was, I just feel that, like, it, I don't think, I think you need to know exactly what your anvil is. I think you need to know where you're going. And I think that, unfortunately, I think people are very easily influenced on what is right and what is wrong. And right or wrong is up to you. And I, and I, and I, I think that, um, I think that, uh, honestly, do whatever the hell you want. And frankly, if I, if, if I don't like something, I don't like it. And that's fine. And I'm shooting my mouth off here. It reminded me of this show. Uh, and I wasn't very clear about that. But I think that 
sometimes you can take too much material off. You know, that's what I'm okay. what I think. Yeah. And not knowing the thickness of the not yeah, knowing yeah. the thickness, not really knowing yeah. what you're doing or what you have. And I think that people just get fucking hog go hog wild, and maybe they're gonna, you know, it's like it's like you get an old house and you take off the floor, and then you look at the subfloor, and you're like, ah, the subfloor is perfectly fine for living <laughs> on. You know, and that's just, a good analogy for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, nice. it's just like, but I, it reminded me also. It reminded me of you know, and obviously, God bless you. If you want to, if you want to put it on the grind, I th- I find that some people, you know, they're easy. Like I say, easily. I'm far more, I'm far more affected by people who use bad judgment in regards to safety stuff, like PP, not wearing PPE, mm. yeah. and they do things that are more influential. Like people are in easily influenced. I see a lot of kids not grinding without glasses on or they're forging without eye protection. And I I find that to be a little bit more insidious because when you see these things happen often, you just assume that they're, that's the way you do it. You know, Mm, it normalizes that way. You're normalizing and you're kind of like promoting habits that might not be the best thing to do. You know, you just want to say, I want to grind this, grind this animal down to nothing. Go ahead. Eh, I mean, it's like, you know, some you know people. Some people don't like it. Some people like it. You're able to do whatever you want. So back to alone. I'll tell you what I liked about alone. And this <laughs> yeah. is this. I was trying to think about how we did it. What I thought about alone was was these people. And I watched a couple episodes of I think the final season. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. And this one woman was like, I'm a I'm a primitive tools specialist or something mm. like that. You know what I'm talking about? You know what they all yeah, say? Yeah, they all yeah. say they're survival. Oh, yeah. I special I have a master's degree in primitive tool maintenance. I don't know what the, whatever the hell she is. And she's in there and they all have this guy right, so I got to build my cabin and then I need to eat some find and find some food and I I'm going to eat these berries over here. They're I've been I know that these berries are loaded with potassium and vitamin D and they're good for this and good for that mm. and then they cut to that night and they're like, "Oh, my stomach hurts." Shit in the south. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I stop, maybe I shouldn't have eaten those berries. <laughs> and I feel like maybe I shouldn't eat have eaten those berries is like what happens in the blacksmith thinking blade smith thinking knife world where these guys are completely sure what they're doing and then all of a sudden they're just like yeah that was a mistake you know what i mean what about the <laughs> that's a new threat you shouldn't have eaten those berries. i shouldn't have yeah. eaten those oh the berries i shouldn't have eaten those berries and it's just like you know you fucking you just ate a handful of fucking berries you're like wow these berries are bitter but apparently they're good for me and it's just like yeah asshole i think you knew that the berries weren't going to be like the best nutrition right now and now you're like bitching at night you know vomiting and shitting yourself about these fucking berries so yeah, yeah. Maybe. I enjoy it, but I find the people on there—they're trying to prove something to themselves. Or like, there's there's one guy, and he, you know, he's in his fifties, and he's crying, saying, "You know, I, I need to do this to prove to my parents." Right? Like, Fucking hell, you're still doing that, trying to prove to your parents. That's, Jesus, I think that these pe- <laughs> i think that these people who go on these shows—and God bless them. If you're listening, if you want you are a contestant alone. Mm-hmm. I'm saluting you. I don't want to fucking prove that I can survive in the woods. Exactly, yeah, I want to prove yeah. that I can get my kid through college. <laughs> you know, I want to exactly. I want to provide that stuff, I can yeah, like yeah. fucking deal with the fucking shit I have to deal with now. I'm like eating berries isn't for me, man. Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. I've got my. I can get Deliveroo and get some delivered. You know, Deliveroo. I don't need to be doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, th- that there is something strange about this like s- separation between 
fantasy and life and reality and like mm. proving to people. And the other thing is, so the woman's like, you know, shitting her brains out in the middle of the night, or afraid of grizzlies. <laughs> like <machine> gun. And she, <laughs> and you know what she's worried about? She's worried about what people are going to say on the internet. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I know people are probably p- typing right now that she shouldn't have eaten those berries. I know I shouldn't have eaten those goddamn berries. It's like you're about to die of fucking whatever dysentery, yeah. and you're worried about the fucking what the people on the internet yeah. are going to say. Someone's going to die on that show one day. I'm sure of it. Sure. Of it. Well, I saw the one guy who, like, once again, shouldn't have eaten the berries. P.S. I shouldn't have eaten the berries. Might be a good name. For the- I think for the for the I'm gonna put that at the top I now. Shouldn't yeah, have eaten the berries. I shouldn't have eaten the berries. Yeah. But like, there's one guy who you know he gets on there. He's his fifties, and then you know a couple days in, he's like working his ass off building this cab. I got to build my you know outdoor structure, and I, you know, hmm. and he's like, I'm starting to get chest pains. It reminds me of when I had a heart attack, and I'm just like. I think you saw the the same the same one that I saw the same season the last one yeah motherfucker yeah. motherfucker you had a heart attack <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna be in the fucking woods with the wolves and, he's and like, shit don't die don't die yeah. don't he's die like, I want to tap but I don't want to die and it's just like bro why did you you shouldn't have eaten the berries man why yeah. did you go why did you do this you don't have anything to prove live your life. Uh. You know, this brings us very nicely onto a question we've got here from JVB Knives right. in Canada. Um, and if he's in Canada, he knows all about the guys at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com because they're based in Canada um, and they've got everything you need. If you're a knife maker, well, steel, belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns, and more. Um, always got deals. If you buy 10 belts, you get 10% off, all that kind of stuff. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Um, they're also Maritime Knives Supply on Instagram. Go check them out because I'm sure JVB Knives Canada has done exactly that. Please also give us a question. Very much linked to what we were just talking about. Do you ever think of what people will say of you when you're gone? <laughs> and I'm thinking, does he mean like when you leave the room? Or <laughs> like, how immediate is he talking? I think talking? it's when your toes up. I think it's I think when so. your toes up. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'd like to think not, but... Uh, the more I think about it, you know, I, you know, I consider myself to be quite creative, and by you know, like, like whether I'm making stuff or you know, making music or what, whatever it is, and I'm thinking, well, why is that? Is it because it'll be something when I'm gone? You know, so I'd like to think not that I don't give a fuck once I'm gone, I'm gone, but the fact that I enjoy making things and sort of leaving a mark suggests maybe not, and maybe that's just a human thing. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. Well, that. it's interesting with you because the, the the music thing now has become such a a wonderful part of your life because mm. i mean like you are really following your dream i mean it's like it, it what you're doing now and i whatever you want to say in regards to how what's happening or not you are getting some set major status personal satisfaction in regards to this new thing huge and it's it's all I think about, too. Right. It's like, like, basically, when I started making knives, it, I've always had this thing. When I, when I do something, I'm 100% into it. And I've talked about this in the past, and there's almost like this, this crazy tunnel vision. And then a little while later, I'll see something else shiny, and I'll jump on that. Um, but, you know, making knives, that hasn't happened. I still enjoy doing that. I still love doing it, and I try to carve out as much time as I can to keep doing that. Um, and music has always been the same as well. But the last sort of two years you know music has just like completely dominated all my thoughts you know hmm. um to the point of you know as you know next month uh, you know i'm going off to record this thing and all that and, and and i just i don't know it's just it's just a massive part and you know come back to this question you know 
what will people think of you when you're gone? I said, I'd like to think that I don't care, but I think maybe I do. I want, I want to leave something maybe, you know, and whether that's because of I've got kids and I want, you know, I want that memory for them. I don't know. But yeah, I, I haven't really given it that much thought, but I think possibly I, I care more than I think I do. Right. Well, that's a very honest, that's a very hmm. honest answer. I was, when I answered this question last week, I was very flippant and I said, I don't care. I'll be dead. It's like when you're dead, I mean, you don't really, you're not twiddling your thumbs wondering, you're out, you're it, it's over, shut the switch off, done. I don't really, I mean, Fader Knives is going to die with me. My my kid mm. will not take this over or yeah. whatever, we bought, gets bought by someone. I, I, you know, this is not going to be, this isn't going to stay in the, this is not going to be a family, generate a generational business, which mm. I'm perf- I'm perfectly happy with. I'm fine. I'm completely fine with it. It doesn't depress me at all. Um. But your knives will live on. I mean, they'll have an afterlife. They'll be popping up on eBay. They'll be, they'll oh, be an afterlife. Let's forward. not. I do not listen. <laughs> that we're gonna I'm, ho- I'm joking. Let's leave that. We need to hold off on that for yep. a couple weeks, and then yep. I'm going to have something. Thank you for reminding me. We're going to have some. I'm going to have something to say in a couple weeks in regards to okay. that. But you know, um, I don't really feel the need to be thought of anything other than being a good father and a good husband. That's by my wife and daughter. Like, I, yeah, yeah. frankly, that's really the only thing. I, I mean, the, the reason why I work as hard as I do is because I want to have a better life for my wife and my daughter. And that's really it. And it's like, and I want people to not think I'm a piece of garbage. You know, I do what I say I'm going to do. And I why that was a, you know. But other than that, like, I don't want people to think that, oh, he, he was a scam artist or something like that. That's mm. what I don't want. But at the same time, it's like, I don't worry about legacy. I think that's. I think you get caught up in the future and it's like why not enjoy what's going on now so yeah 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 it's a weird one i haven't given much thought but i'm sure i probably will do i probably would try to get be, to sleep tonight thinking you know i year. did th- at one point i did think about if i passed away would my daughter listen to knife talk in full blast to just try to like learn more about a side of me that that she didn't know. Like, I don't talk like, hmm. I don't talk like this. Yeah, yeah dick exactly. Talk wait, wait, at wait, home. Yes. We're just not fucking <laughs> yeah. dick and balls talk at home. I mean, we're not talk- <laughs> at the dinner table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, not yeah. fucking talking about, like, you know, any of that shit. So, like, this would be a new avenue of that she would learn from me. But maybe I should talk to her from the grave right now. Would that be creepy? <laughs> Lila, listen. Go, go for it. Lila, for listen. It. Listen. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of everything you've done. I couldn't be happier. I'm, I'm excited to see you. We're in your last year as the captain of the swimming team. I'm very, very proud and excited for you, and I love you dearly, and I cannot wait to see what college you go to. And know this, even if you don't go to school in New York, I'll still love you. So there you go. <laughs> So, and don't feel any guilt. I don't yeah. feel any guilt. Your father's dead. I'm fucking worm food. It's actually I'm not even worm food. I'm probably burned to the cri- burned to a crisp. It's all good. Have a sense of humor. I'll have it. Hopefully, you'll be an old lady and you have a joke. Remember me. And I have a couple funny ones every so often, and that's it. There you go. So I talked to my daughter from the from the from the grave. That, well, that was got weird. dark. That got that dark. fucking yeah. weird yeah. though, man. But at the same time, it's like you know, I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because I, I think about um, my grandparents uh, specifically a lot, a lot more right. than – they're more of a guiding light than my parents, for example. Um, and, you know, they're gone now. And 
I don't know. It would be nice to think that I'm that guardian light for somebody else, maybe. You know, I, I, I don't know. We're getting fucking deep here. Wow. Right? Let's talk knives, man. Seriously. Oh, then then let's do. Let me. Uh, then what do you want to do? You want to do tough dilemmas? Oh, is it I think one? we should do the next question because it's the most bizarre question I've <laughs> okay, seen good. in a long time. Okay, J Mod knives. Get, get, do you want to read P.S. Get ready for something way worse in the in the. Um, really okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, J Mod Nice, J Mod Knife says I'm thinking about putting half a page ad in a country western radio station's magazine. It's three hundred dollars a month for three months. Do you guys think this is a solid investment to get some more custom orders? Three hundred dollars a month for three months. So it's nine hundred bucks for three months. So it's a country western radio station magazine. Yeah. What the f? I, <laughs> I, I just can't see a link. I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I think here's here's the interesting thing about uh, an advertisement on podcast and radio. I think that if you talk to all of our all of the people, this, our sponsors have all been with us for a long time. All of them. Mm. I mean, and we picked up Maritime Knife Supply. They've all been with us for a while because we're saying them every week. We're saying them every week, and it's like you know, those ads that like stick with you to a certain degree. And we're getting, I mean, they're happy with us. They're all happy. Even though all the nonsense we say, they're happy with us, but it's constant. I think the three month thing might not be enough. Hmm. You know, I think and that you don't get enough. I think the main thing is our listeners, we know exactly what they do. They all right. make knives. So we've right. got a dedicated audience for our sponsors. I mean, Right. Who's gonna? Uh, you, you, Ben might hear you. Might hear it. You know, um, I can't see. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a strange one. I personally, and having also worked in uh, radio station advertising as well, I, I fucking stay, stay well clear. They'll try to sell you up the river. Oh, I'm dude, you. I have a radio. When I was, I was at a bakery for a while, hmm. and we were sending cookies and pastries and stuff to. Uh, radio stations and they would give us a shout out yeah and i reached out to howard stern's radio station before he went to satellite radio and Mm. i um i knew when his contract was over i knew when he was going to satellite and these people in radio are fucking scum i mean you want to talk about scum of the earth the ad guys in radio are scum of the earth the worst this guy calls me up and he goes Oh, Howard loves would love to have some of your cookies, and we'd love it if you if you if you bought ad space for for Howard's show, and he would just love to have some of your cookies. And I da, 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 and he's giving me all this stuff, and I'm thinking to myself, Howard's already left fucking radio, the radio station. <laughs> he's already left the radio station. He's already on satellite radio. This guy is, and I know this because I was a fan. I was like, this guy is lying to me to get my ad revenue money and it was clearly clearly going to be a bait and switch situation. Yeah. He was just like, "Oh yeah, Howard love he give you a tour of the radio station and <laughs> Baba Booey and all these guys are going to And I'm just like, "This motherfucker is lying to my face right now. He's not even in the he's not even in the building anymore." Yeah. So yeah, I no. would highly suggest staying and that sounds like a lot of money. 300 bucks a month for Know, for country yeah. radio mag, is it a magazine or a radio station? I don't know, man. I I think, I think these days, I think that there are ways in which to target your work without having to resort. I don't think I think magazines are dead. Yeah, oh, completely. And I think even radio advertising is dead, right? Um, because of you know the likes of Spotify and stuff. Right. And we can all do anything that these these guys do anyway. Right. 
you know, it's yeah. There's no. There's personally, I'd I'd steer well clear. I mean, look at what Reels is doing for these guys. Like Reels is mm. like crazy. I mean, even Brian House is like, you know, mm. dropping dropping all sorts of numbers on him and my and uh, Chris Chris uh, Zep, yeah, Chris yeah. Zep and Ben Snore and. God bless old uh, Riley Kirkpatrick. I mean, he's blowing up. He's 175,000 followers or something like that. From, you know, from nothing. And it's like, yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's the way of the world. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, don't pay a pimp, you know? Exactly, exactly. Don't pay a pimp. That that could also be a, could be a good <laughs> title, title for this week's show. Yes, leave, leave, leave it. Leave it. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... I said, we're, I think we're successful because we know who our listeners are. And most of our listeners are using the best kind of stuff. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. Exactly. Okay. Lay a... Um... <sighs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more. Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> this is from Eric Markman, who is from the Netherlands. He's a awesome knife maker. He's, he's a funny guy. He always pipes up every so often on Knife Talk. He says, I have a dilemma. We had a guy walk into a knife show carrying a full-sized eagle on his arm. <laughs> you know it's good. Beside the bird pecking at other visitors while strolling... <laughs> While strolling the aisles, at a certain moment, the bird stretched its rear end and sprayed shit all over my friend's table full of knives. What should we do next time? Punch the guy or kill the bird? Can you fucking imagine? Can you imagine? It was his emotional support eagle. (laughs) He's walking in the fucking room, strolling down the aisle with an eagle. The eagle's pecking at people while he walks past them, and then all of a sudden, lets out this big yawn, and then just like sprays this whole guy's table full of knives with eagle feces. What's wrong with people? (laughs) Jesus Christ! I mean, 
I swear to God, I swear to God, I understand why people grow their hair long and people get <laughs> tattoos and they, they think that this is some sort of, sort of, and I'm not, I have tons of tattoos and they think that when you get these things, you grow your hair long, you grow a long beard, or you get tattoos, that it's some sort of virtue. You know, it's like a, yeah. it isn't a skill to grow your hair, ladies and germs. I hate to say it, unless, you, <laughs> yeah. unless you're yeah. bald, you know, it's like, but they, some people feel the need to express themselves with animals. Yeah, we see a lot of people around here with big fucking lizards walking around with lizards, and I'm just like, what the what fuck? What the fuck? The, the are you lizards doing? not enjoying it. You're not as cool as you think I mean, you are. But, and, but I mean, I've seen. There was a guy. There was a guy at my college. We called him Birdman, and he'd walk around. He had a. He walked around with a fucking parrot on his shoulder, and the ugh. back of his. He had the same sweatshirt, and it was obviously his shit sweatshirt because it was covered. <laughs> it was covered. In, it was. <laughs> it was covered in like it was the one the bird sat on the right side and on the right side uh, it was all stained with like bird feces and I was oh, called Birdman. It was just like why do you need you don't need this you're trying to like elicit conversation or you're trying to be seen as someone but I mean uh, what's wrong? People, with people must know what, what kind of bird did he have on his on his thing. In, the, in in Eric's situation, the, a fucking no, eagle. the Birdman. Oh, it was like a parrot. It was like a green parrot. Oh, you know, Jesus and man. it's just like you're in college, dude. You don't, do you need to carry around this like part of this extra personality you have? Yeah, can't you just be that's normal. What it, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, making up for their personality yeah. by bringing something else. I mean, yeah, yeah. God bless. If you want to, you pierce your nipples and your face and your you paint your hair or whatever you want to. God bless you. But yeah. it's like. Don't carry around something that can shit on other people or things. <laughs> yeah, wear a beret or something, a hat or something. Like, fuck it out. Wear yeah. a beret. Show your independence with a beret. <laughs> you don't need to carry a fucking eagle. And how did he no. not know? I mean, you know what? Here's the funny thing. My my in-laws, when they travel, they bring their, their they have a corgi. And they bring a corgi mm. with, on the airplane. And I said to my mother-in-law, how do you know the dog's not going to shit on the airplane? Oh, well, we know, and we know, and we know. How do you know that you're on a flight for four hours? How do you know he's not going to want to take a leak? I mean, my dogs, they'll take a leak any opportunity they have. I can't control whether they go to the bathroom or not. I said, said, well, what happens if the dog takes a leak while they're on on the plane? She goes, oh, that won't happen. You got an eagle, and you're walking in public. (laughs) It's like a fucking spray gun. It's got like, oh. like you know high powered cloaca, you know it's yeah. like I mean, well, fucking it's gonna just like blast. Meanwhile, another guy's got a little mouse with him as well, and also this thing just takes off <laughs> and, and swoops let's, down. Let's 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 imagine. Let's imagine. I'm gonna be the guy with the bird. You're gonna be the guy. You're gonna be the guy with sitting at a table, miserable. <laughs> my table. You're gonna be miserable at your table, and my bird is gonna shit all over your knives. Okay, let's do role play. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck. okay. Oh man! Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the noise of an eagle shitting? Okay. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. Look at the fucking me- the- oh! You get out and take that bold bastard with you too. <laughs> He's not bald. <laughs> It's not a baldy. Okay, take that. He's got plenty of hair. It is. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> oh, excuse me. He's not normally. I mean, Chester's normally like this this time of day. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, these 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 non-stainless knives are now stained. They're gone forever. And well, um, 
from I mean I don't know about knives, but I'm under the impression that that's a forced patina. <laughs> Eagle shit knives. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's an upsell right there. I mean, this is real. Oh, this is a yeah. real organic patina. Good, good made in American patina. I'm yeah. telling you, this yeah. is. Some, I mean. You know, it, can you imagine as a selling point? Well, how do you make this patina? There's only American Eagle shits <laughs> sprayed yeah. organically, but <laughs> organic patinas, <Yeah. laughs> hand 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 to cloaca or cloaca to mouth. Well, pe- right. People are always asking us about trends in yeah. making. Most of this year's trend: yeah. organic patinas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, you no. gotta grab the guy by the throat, and <laughs> I don't mean. No, it's not the bird's fault, for Christ's sakes. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, what's what's the question? It, it's oh. happening again. It's another event, is it? You just yeah. put a sign up. No fucking eagles. <laughs> <laughs> no eagles allowed. <laughs> I mean, if I see this dude in here, I swear to God, I I know, I know that, I know that. If there was like a a drunk guy walking past me, I would be on high alert. But if there's an eagle, mm. I don't know if I'd <laughs> expect. I don't know if I'd expect the. Uh, the burst. I don't know if yeah. I'd expect it, but no. I certainly no. would be like on. I'd probably lose my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine what I would say. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, 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 buddy! What the fuck is wrong with your eagle? And now what am you I going to do? Just shit on my nose. <laughs> I mean, how do you clean it off? You know? What if you got like uh. you know? Oh God. That fucking guy Not needs to good. buy the knives, obviously. I mean, yeah. would you even oh, want yeah. to clean them? I mean, how would you clean Ugh. bird feces off your fucking knives? <laughs> and you know that fucking, that, that, they don't feed that eagle like pellets. They gave them, no. Oh, no, that no, guy, no. That, that eagle probably ate a couple of dogs. I mean, yeah. oh, God. Oh. Thank you, Eric Markman. Disgusting. Right. Disgusting. We got another dilemma or whatever you want to do. We have too many spots or we having too much fun. Um, I tell you what you could do to get that PC <laughs> off. Um, you could use some rhino weapon yeah. dasa. They've got all yeah. the grades you could possibly need. So whether it's pigeon shit, eagle <laughs> shit, they've got the grade for your yeah. whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, but, but seriously, in Dasa Rhino, it's, this, it's the sandpaper that I use, sandpaper Jeff used, more. We all use it. It's the best stuff. And they sell it at Texas Fire Supply, texasfiresupply.com. There they sell everything, whether you're a farrier, a blade maker, a knife maker, whatever you want to call yourself. They've got everything you need. Go take a look. If you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off. There you go. Get your rhino wet from TexasFireSupply.com. On a serious note, I wonder if you could go to the organizers and, like, maybe their insurance would cover that. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I mean, it yeah. is kind of like, you know. They wild should, bird you shit, You can't yeah. let fucking people with their weird animals that their assholes are higher than the table into your yeah. into your i mean if the assholes are lower than the table i think you're you're safe but assholes higher than the table i mean yeah you know you're you're in danger you know the guy you brought the eagle you know he's got a ponytail and he wears oh, like a yeah. denim jacket with the arms cut yeah. off you know you know the type yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah he's probably on alone He's eating berries. That fucking, eagle probably eat the berries. berries. Yeah. Eagle probably shouldn't eat the berries. Is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, true story. This one comes from. Oh, uh, this one is from Joe Cunningham. Well, by the way, Eric didn't make that up. He said it was a true story. Uh, Joe Cunningham six zero zero six. Hi, fellas. I have a tough dilemma for you. You're new to knife making in your shop as it's someone else's property. One day the owner of the property passes away and while you're trying to let the family who doesn't live there grieve, 
you find out that they've put locks on all the doors and won't let you get your tools. Now, at this point, Ooh, you don't have any big-ticket items, but there's still a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff and your whole bladesmithing livelihood. Do you take the time to figure out a dollar amount and sue them in small claims court, or do you wash your hands of it all and rebuild knowing, not uh, now knowing that you'll never do it again? Sorry for the long-winded dilemma. Love what you guys are doing, Joe, from Clever Pig Knives. No, you don't just wash your hands with it. I mean, yeah, that's what you, that's uh, what I mean. We, said. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what whether there's been a, you've contacted them or we don't. We don't know the situation. But I mean, fuck letting them grieve if they're out doing shit like that. Well, no, but I mean, um, you know, here's the crazy part: is lawyers when lawyers get involved, and we've said this before. When lawyers get involved, a lot of times, it's not like they play nice. I mean, mm. they're just like no questions that, you know, we have to figure out what's why, figure out who owns what, especially if you don't have a lease. Like it gets like yeah. tricky with, I went, I went had a studio and there was, we, my landlord and I broke up in a, not a pleasant way. And mm. there was this moment of like, well, what's mine and what's yours? He started, he went around and just like started grabbing stuff that was, that he thought was his because he thought I was going to take it. You get in these situations, especially when you the the property owners aren't there, where all of a sudden you don't want some dude because obviously it's a clever pig. I mean, these people don't know who you are. They don't want someone rummaging around, and you know they want to figure out what's what. So maybe just give it a beat, and maybe write them a letter and just explain what you what is yours, and just be clear. I think that a lot of it is like always, you know. You just don't want shit. They don't want. They don't want things that they think of are valuable to be moving around. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what's going on, but yeah, don't be on the defensive and go immediately. I demand I get my stuff. You know, just be gentle about it and say, look, I've got some stuff there. Would you mind if I picked it up? You know, all that kind of stuff. I would. But... That's what I, I would write a letter, a nice letter. Mm. You know, that's the fucking thing. Is like, it's amazing what a nice letter will do as opposed yeah. to sending like legal papers. Yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. Maybe yeah, they're yeah. just going to be happy that someone's going to deal with it and, you know, say, look, here's what I have and I just want to pick it up and I'm sorry about the loss and I had this deal with your whatever and, I, you know, I just want to try to get some of my stuff and, and you can be here or I'm not making a federal case. And, and me, me personally, I would do that. And then if they were just like, go fuck yourself, I'd be like, all right, I'm starting over. I can't deal with this. That's just me because yeah. I'm a yeah. brittle. I'm a brittle uh, we've, person. We've had it in the past with neighbors, and th- you know, it's just like you know, we we didn't know them at all, and also you get like a, this letter saying your trees are hanging over, and they're like a really aggressive letter. You're just like, whoa, you know, just come over and ask me. We cut the tree, you know. Just I swear to God, keep it simple. Some people are they just it's a, it's communication is a combination lock, and some people just yeah. want to fucking fight. Yeah, yeah, and it can yeah. make life so much easier. And f- back to customer service for knife makers. There are such easy ways to deal with the problems, and it's not, mm. you know, getting fucking chesty and mad and frothy and I deserve this. And just talk normal, and a lot of times these things work themselves out in a way that you'd be surprised. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, the aggression. There's no need. Yeah, yeah. You know, these, these. It was probably. I saw. In my mind, here's what's happening, clever pig. Some. You know, let's just imagine it's the patriarch of the family, and then you have the children, and one guy's normal, one other guy's normal, and one guy's a fucking nut, and he's just like, "You lock everything up, and no one's coming in my dad's house, and I don't want him to be. I don't care who." And then you know, 
there's somebody's probably unreasonable and then they just put locks on and I don't care. And I'm sure if you massaged a nice letter to these people, maybe you can work something out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got, there's a, I'm looking down the questions here. There's one I want to answer actually. Um, Ethan Goss. Um, he said, this is absolutely nothing to do with knife making, but if you were to buy new cooking pans, uh, what would you get and why? And he's asking for brands, all that kind of that's stuff. A good, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, he mentions uh, Le Creuset, actually. And um, that's what we did a couple of years ago. We just got rid of all the shitty old ones, and we've just bought, you know, you know, it's a small handful of really good ones. And we use them every day. But do you – uh, what kind of Le Creuset – I mean, Le Creuset – I mean, what kind of Le Creuset pans are you are you using their pans or using your pots? Pans and pots. So we got the uh, the casserole, the uh, enamel, um, the the the, the, right. oh, what the, what the, the cast iron yeah. with with the enamel for the for the like the casseroles and the, right. the pots. Um, but for pans, um, yeah, there's just just cast iron. Um, but you use Le Creuset, the enamel for the pans. Um, for the pan, no, no, right. they're just cast iron too. Okay. The normal right. pans, but the casseroles are the the enamel. The enamel ones um, are what Le Creuset is known for. The their enamel, exactly, right yeah. There. But they also do just great, just just raw cast iron pans as right. well. Um, they're a little bit more expensive than you know usual, but you know we've had ours for we had a bunch for our wedding, which was what we're coming up to seven years now. Again, used every single day. Um, whereas before we used to have you know a kitchen cupboard just full of old pot loads and loads of pots and they were all shitty and we you know but now we've literally just have like four pots three pans and two casseroles and that's you know everything that's all we need and so it's worth spending a bit more you know everything even the heat is all even in them you're not getting hot spots um, they hold on to heat for ages as well especially the casseroles we put a lid on them um it's yeah it's, personally i think it's worth for kitchenware spending that bit more and getting getting something good i'll tell you what i have i have uh, an old le creuset pot that i stole from one of my parents hmm. that i use just for like stews and stuff like that and yeah. then for our wedding i put on the registry all clad stainless steel pans and i have hmm two that I love. One's a kind of like a Rondo, which has got like a little bit of a ledge. And one of them's like a nine inch saute pan, which is dynamite, especially if you want to get like lots of brown bits and fawn and stuff like that. Um, I'm a huge fan of, 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 of nonstick, but I don't spend a lot of money on nonstick pans because what happens is the nonstick pans always kind of wear away. So I'll get a middle-of-the-range nonstick and keep my eye on it and then just replace it. Because they don't mm. – nonstick are not meant for – they're not meant for generations, you know, especially if you're not using wooden handle, wooden spoons and stuff. Mm. I like to get a – I get – I get uh, I think I got – I don't remember what company I got the uh, nonstick, but I love nonstick. But at the same time, it's like when they start to fucking fall apart and they're not nonstick anymore – you gotta dump them. You gotta dump them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. there's some companies. There's some. Uh, I'm trying to remember. We had a listener who made spun pans. I'd love to make. I know that uh, Alex Pohl makes frying some pans. some beautiful looking pans. Yeah. And then there's yeah. another guy who I forgot his name, but he makes beautiful frying pans. I always want. I actually, this was this week was the week that Carl Ruiz is an anniversary, third anniversary of his death, and before mm. he died, we were talking about doing pans. And I was looking into. I was actually going to talk to. Um, I was talking to Cliff about 
if you could make like a die for a hydraulic press to, you mm-hmm. know, forge down basically and make, make the pans. And I, I really wanted to do that at some point. I'd love to make my own pans. Yeah, it would be cool. I don't yeah. know if I'm a, I don't know how I feel about carbon. I don't know how I feel about the maintenance of carbon steel, but you know, it would be fun to make my own pan. I'd be sure. Mm. And I know Riley Kirkpatrick just forged a pan for one of his reels. It was really kind of a neat thing. You should definitely check out. Shout out to Riley Kirkpatrick. Once again, he did a nice one. And it would be fun to make your own pans. And I know, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. We have friends who make pans. It would be fun to make a pan. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, personally, yeah, spend a bit more, get something that'll last forever. But um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, I tell you what we need to talk about. We need to talk about Dharma Steel because once again, I think we're going to be doing their their Chef Knife Invitational. I've got a call with them this week. Um, it's always the best show of the year. We always have a good time. Um, so Dharma Steel are great. They do a, a stainless Damascus. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful patterns. If you go to dharmasteel.se, you'll see the patterns. Um, Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram, you'll see the kind of stuff people are making with it. Always high-end, high-end stuff. So take a look. If you register on the site and use Knife Talk at checkout, you'll get 10% off as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Chef Invitational. Um, it's going to be fun. Can, I'm going to put uh, Can we talk about that Chef Knife again. Invitational for a second? Yeah, sure. I sent yeah. them a message because I finally used that piece of Dharma Steel that they sent us. Yes. And I want, and it's not done. I just finished heat treating the, the damascus steel, and I want to submit a knife. But I don't oh. want to get a booth. Like, I want to just, like, I want to do this. I want to, if, I, if it's a question of, like, I have to have a booth or I have to do the podcast, I'll do the podcast. I would rather, I have way more fun doing the Chef Knife mm. Invitational with you. And this is like, for me, it's like, in, in terms of broadcasting, the closest thing we're going to get to like a red carpet, you know, like real respectable shit. You know, like I wear like mm. a, a jacket. You know, I, I'm fired up. Like this is like, for me, this is far more interesting. But it's I, good. We get to speak to lots of the uh, like the guests and stuff there and the people exhibiting. It's always good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is my favorite. I, I love doing Knife Talk. The Chef Knife Invitational might be my favorite because we can still fuck around a little bit, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. still fuck around a little bit and it's so much fun. But I want to submit a knife for the competition. Yeah. I think the three of us should. Maybe. If you we, want. I, I should, I, like, I was speaking to them this week. Um, but yeah, I think maybe that could be cool. Well, see if um, they, but then, you know, then people can be like, oh, the fix is in, the fix is in, I don't want to submit. Maybe. I send them a message and they anonymous, send it to be okay. anonymously. Hey, we should, we be should anonymous. When I put mine in, everyone to know what. I, I already made the handle. There's no way. I mean, it's going to be like. I wonder who did it. Everyone to know who did. It. I it's mean, it's be pretty clear. Yeah. Offsets okay. rated. Offsets rated with color lab handles. I wonder who could it must have been. Charlie Lionheart. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. So yeah, we'll, th- yeah, we'll yeah, think maybe. about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speaking to them this week. So yeah. Let. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shall have a word. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay, where were we? We do listener feedback. Let's do that, yeah. Right. So, yeah. guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to interact with the show, the best way is to follow Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, and then you can send us messages, you can send us listener feedback if you have a question, if you have tough dilemmas and stuff like that. That's the only way to do it. And you DM, to, DM it to us, and usually mm-hmm. I'll put something up, and um, and then we'll. that's the best way because then we can kind of like, skim through them so the first one comes from thirsty work industries so your show this week even if it was a tad shorter than usual you still don't disappoint valuable usable content the title it's harder than it looks 
that's what she said, is a fitting reminder that you guys spend uh, your valuable assets, your time helping us out. So uh, thanks a ton. Please keep up the hard work. Nice. So, um, it's always good to hear good stuff about the show, um, even if it, it was the show that I wasn't on. But well, yeah, I mean, fun. it's not the same without you. And it's just not the same without Marika. You know, it's like... No, it's you're just, right, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, we've been doing this for over five years, and the best episodes are when the three of us are here. But, you know, yeah. we're not going to cough it. We're going to cough it up uh, an episode. Uh, Brandon Meza says, just listened to last week's episode, uh, hearing Jeff saying his method of testing himself for the coronavirus reminded me of when I got my, got it, we got me first and my brother and I were stocked about seeing what we couldn't taste. We were shocked about what we couldn't taste. Needless to say, a bottle of tequila later, I woke up and my wife was furious at me. Uh, That's how I was, that's, that's the, the, when I, that's how I found out that I needed to get tested the first time. Was I could I was drinking Jameson's and I couldn't tell what it was, and it was like I don't have any fla- I can't taste whiskey. So uh, my friend, uh, our friend um, New Forest uh, Forge Stewart, uh, brought a bottle of Dewar's to the CMA and gave it to me. And I was like, when my wife and daughter were had coronavirus, I'd have a glass of Dewar's at night and coffee <laughs> in the morning, and I, f- I felt like that was the canary in the coal mine. Um, yeah. Good excuse, anyway. But my, he says, but my question would be, now that my wife is happier, uh, we would be given the opportunity to buy a manufactured home, and weeks of working on it, we finally moved in. The house comes with an 8 by 12 shed. My question is, should we convert that shed into a workshop? Downside that I see is possible noise complaints, but even though we bought the home, uh, we still pay rent space since it's a mobile home park, and being two in Mendocino County, fires are an issue here. Any suggestions would be more... That would be more fire hazard safe. If you're in a mobile home, hmm. um, don't fucking make problems with your neighbors. <laughs> I, I yeah, got a feeling yeah. that, like, I, obviously, I don't know your situation, Brandon, but I would hazard to say that some of your neighbors might not be as open-minded to making loud noise a lot and hammering and grinding and shit. Yeah, and I'd say if if you just got an eight by twelve shed, and you're, you're worried about fires, I think if you've got a small space, it's fucking dangerous yeah. too. You know, um, yeah, it's not worth hassle, surely. I do. I I'm glad that I left my shed in my neighborhood because I was always concerned about noise complaints. Like mm-hmm. even like I wouldn't grind in the early in the morning. I wouldn't grind late at night, and I, and I wouldn't forge because I felt like. People are going to be upset, and I had to be very wary because I didn't want. As soon as you're on the, you know, as soon as you're, as soon as they see you as a problem, you become a problem. Like yeah. once you're on the radar, you're always going to be on the radar. And I don't want to be on the radar, and I don't want you to be on the radar either. So I would, I would, I would stay away from it. To be honest with you. Yeah, me too. The old trailer, the old mobile home park might be, uh, you know. You know, there might be a couple of dudes with some eagles walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. More than five. All these dudes are walking around with eagles in this mobile home park. I, mean, I know, it's crazy. Um, Colin Hayworth says, here's a tough dilemma. Craig needs to keep sending memes during the block or no block game. Um, Mareka, would you block or not block? All right, so... So a couple. So let me read a couple more of these. So, a couple episodes. Our two hundred fiftieth episode. We, 
here's the the to break down the fourth wall of knife talk is we try to come up with things that are fun i i specifically want to try to come up with things that so the guys can we can be surprised or we can have some fun and yeah craig and i were fresh. craig and i were talking about a number of month like a month ago like i we were talking about the joke is is that Mareko is very flat fast to block people very fast and and it's become like a joke you know it's like so the joke was going to be like people were sending me crazy questions and i thought to myself well, you would never send this to Mareko because you know they block you and then the idea was, let's come up with a game to see if I give him crazy questions, would he block or not block, right? No. So you thought it was a great idea. And then I think episode 249, we're thinking, we're after the show, we're like, well, what should we do for next week? And I'm like, I don't know, let's not do anything. And I, I thought, I'll come up, I already put the bit out there, so I'll come up with the bit. And I'll create the bit, I'll write the bit, you know, and then I thought, all right, so... I'm thinking to myself, well, what would be good questions? And, you know, I don't want to be, and what it came down to is we came up, I came up with some questions and I came up with questions that were made up. And I'll tell you why. Number one is I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> That's number one. The Eagle guy with the shit, I don't worry about him. <laughs> don't worry about him. Or like, I mean, once in a while we'll, we'll take some shots at people, but it's all within good health, but good fun. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, I did get some messages being like, I was really nervous that you were going to fucking give me, <laughs> come up with, come mine, up with yeah. mine. So one thing I don't want to do is take shots at people because it's not unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was, was I was like, I came up with the bit. I figured out a way that Craig could interact too. Cause I don't, all of a sudden I'm like, Craig's got to be involved with this too. And the funny part was we could figure out a way that he would be able to text me the answer. And then I, you before Morocco. And yes. then the listener would hear the, the listener would hear that Craig had answered, which is funny. You know, all of a sudden it's interesting, you know, and it worked out fine. The funny part was, was Craig kept fucking spamming me with like memes and all the time, which is, which is totally throwing me <laughs> off completely, but it was funny. Anyway, never, he was having a good time. That was funny by me. So it gets to the end of the story is I'm, I finished the bit. I figured out how to do it. And I'm thinking, well, what the fuck? I'm going through my DMs. I can't find any crazy questions off. I can't remember who wrote me what. And I'm not, I'm not spending the rest of my life on this fucking thing. Hmm. So I, uh, I, uh, I, I found, I, and I then also thought, well, who also has a good sense of humor? Because that's the other thing. It's like, you fucking guys and who listen to this podcast in full blast, you're a bunch of titty babies because you go to everybody as soon as possible, right? And we're going to get into that too. That's I got a bigger problem with that. Not really, not that big. So I decided I'm going to take pull down the fourth wall. I'm going to make my own up, and then I'm going to tribute them to other people. So all I really can only find was Derek from Malden's got a great sense of humor. That really was Derek from Malden's question, by the way, and I just kind of made it a little okay. bit, made it more rude. And then my sister. Yes, she probably said that. She says that shit to me. You're, you're stupid. Why are you so dumb? All that stuff all the time. So it's like, whatever. So then I said something about, I said something, I think one of the questions, one of the DMs was, that would be great if, if you had just forged it or something like that. And I thought to myself, well, who's got a sense of humor and who is something who would probably say that? And it was, in my mind, I was like, oh, Nate Zimmerman. Nate Zimmerman was, he's got a good sense of humor and he's also, he's got a little bit of, he's got a little bit of edge. So one, so I thought, no big deal, whatever. Next thing you know, end of the week, all of a sudden I'm getting pinged and tagged, tagged in people's things, and all of a sudden there's fucking Nate Zimmerman. Oh, I was, and he gets on his thing, he's sitting in his fucking <laughs> schlubby shop, 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Don't fucking start talking. And he goes, he goes, I've been maligned, and they said to me, and I've been, <laughs> maligned. I've been maligned and slandered, and I never said that. I, 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 and I'm like, what is he talking about? Oh, yeah. I, rem- I remember. And it, So what's the first thing I did? What's the first thing you would do in this situation? You know Nate. I assume you reached out to I Nate. Fucking, you, you, called, you called him up. I fucking that. called him. I have his number, and yeah, he has yeah. my number. You know, so it's just yeah. like, don't just start. You know, they, they, you don't straight go, let's, let's turn the you know phone around and do a story about <laughs> it. I mean, it's just like, so I called him up, and we had a good laugh about it, and he got it. He liked it and everything. And I said, all right, listen, what, you know, this is funny. He's like, oh, it's funny. I thought it was funny. One of your listeners, one of your listeners told me about it. One of your listeners who... I know who you are, P.S., okay? I'm going to let, let this one just, like, linger. The guy, who talked to, the guy who talked to Nate and told him, you better listen to Knife Talk, I know who you are. <laughs> let's just keep it. Let's just, just be normal. Stir in the pot. Just be normal, okay? It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. You and I are good. No problem. But it's like some of you pussies, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, with no, no disrespect, you go straight for people. I mean, you go, just let them, just, I'm trying to be funny here. So just let them go. That's fine. I shoot my mouth off. I get it. So I sent it to Nate. I said, well, I said, let's, let's just, I know we can work this up and blah, 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 blah. So then he just, he, I mean, you, you can't get more overdramatic than a guy who LARPs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Does he really laugh? I would uh, imagine. I mean, uh, it's just like these fantasy uh, guys. It's like all fantasy uh, or no. I bet, he's, I bet he's got an eagle too. <laughs> yeah, uh. shitting everywhere. <laughs> he's got an eagle with an upset stomach. You know what I'm saying? With a sloppy cloaca. I mean, it's a fucking problem. So then all of a sudden he's just going on and on and on. I'm just like, this is too fucking. So the, 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 the end of the story is. Nate is my friend. He also has my phone number. He's also extra dramatic, which is fine by me. And everything, it was nothing. It was a nothing burger. And it got just, I got so tired of it all. That I was just like, that's it. It's over. So that's it. That's the, the cliffhanger. It's fine. It's all he's, for you and Nate, a buddy. Nate's, yeah, okay. Nate's just, he's just like, you know, I mean, he just, he could have let me do, do it, but he just got, oh, he was. He was like, oh, I didn't want to see the, oh, the, the, it's fake news and the emails. And it's just like going on and on and on. I'm like, dude, put the sword Thirsty down. for the likes and comments. Oh, that's all thirsty. it is. That's all it is. Thirsty. Yeah. I love Nate. <laughs> Nate's a little thirsty, but that's fine. Uh, so that's the end of that. And then uh, Nolly Knives says, thanks, guys, for answering my questions and the detail you went into. It was a great episode. I love the block or not cl- block game with Mareko's questions. There we go. And then the last nice. one from Brigham Kendall, our good friend Brigham Kendall. Love the new bit, even though I was scared things were going to be my messages were going to come up. Um, oh, and here's the, here's the last one, and then we'll see where you want to go. Ebon Blade says, listener feedback. It would be great to see another Knife Talk build along. Wouldn't expect mm. you three to be doing it as you have businesses to run or we're not interested. <laughs> I mean, that, but it would be a monthly thing with you guys judging and the prizes being a spotlight on the show for the winner. So I thought about it, and what do you think about doing another knife talk build along? It would be good. I, I'm not sure about the judging thing. Well, yeah, I don't I, want to judge I, it. We you don't know, want to judge I don't know really. I can judge we'll give you a shot. But uh, 
Yeah, we can give shout outs and, you know, maybe we could pick, you know, a best in class kind of thing, or, you know, rather than, you know, put other people down, we just pick one out as, you know, that stands out maybe. We just give them love. Give everybody love. Everyone gets the love. Or, or you know, yeah. we, we, you know how jocular we'll be anyway. So it's like. Yeah, it, it'd be fun. Um, yeah, what, what would it be though? What, I had an life? idea and you said it a couple episodes ago. We should okay. do a tactical butter knife. <laughs> and it could be anything. And it could be made out of anything. Like, what is your idea of a tactical butter knife? Because we got a lot. We're still getting a lot of messages from people saying that you should heat treat your butter knives, or you shouldn't heat treat your butter knives. If you're not, mm. if this is the first time you're listening, Craig is making a run of butter knives, and we were talking about whether or not you have to heat treat them or not. And boy, that was a that was a lot of DMs about butter knives. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. But a tactical um, a ta- butter knife. A tactical. Yeah. Let's think. Let's let's put myself in the place. So it's early morning. I'm making breakfast. What do I need a tool for? <gasps> okay. Um, opening up an orange juice carton, nightmare every time, um, always goes everywhere. So if it had some sort of facility to be able to do that, um, what else? Obviously, you know, the main thing, which is the spread. Uh, what else? Spoon on one end for the cereal, it could be quite nice. Maybe, maybe a flip-out spoon. A flip-out you know? spoon? A flip-out spoon, that could be cool. Um... <laughs> Oh, well, that's tactical. Yeah. We, you mean like a switchblade? Like a switchblade, but a spoon comes out for your cereal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, tactical cereal eating. Uh, yeah. Because I was yeah. thinking you could do like you could do serrations, and you could do a bottle opener, and you could do like there's all mm. sorts of things that you could do to uh, to make it uh, fun, you know. And at the same time, yeah. you could do a tactical butter knife out of like plastic, you mm. know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it could be fun, actually. Yeah, I'm sure so we'd see some cool So why don't designs. you, and to give our friends over at, uh, give our friends over at uh, Work for Podcast uh, a follow, you can you can put on, uh, use WFI Projects as a hashtag. They're, that's what their hashtag is. We'll just double up. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then, yeah uh, they steal our fucking ideas anyway, so we'll steal this. <laughs> that is true. Listen, God bless them. God bless all of you podcasters. But I mean, you know, we've been at this for five years now, so. No, that's good. Yes, and I'm sure that you know they could get involved as well. That would be good. Yeah. Okay. Tactical, Tactical butter knife. WFI projects or okay. night talk build along. Do whatever you want. There we go. Yeah. What nice. Do, I okay, would. I it. think I might do one. I you could. I would. I would like to see some like non-steel tactical butter knives. Like I could see like you get some like plastic knives from like McDonald's, and like mm. put in some serrations and maybe like put some zip ties on there. <laughs> a little bit of you know paracord. <laughs> I, I I see this being uh... paracord around a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't want people to like lose their. I don't want people to lose their time. You know, like you have. You know. What's, yeah, let's not have a, like a six-week build. Yeah, with this. knock let's some just, out. Yeah, yeah. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. So knife talk. Yeah, long. could be cool. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, I tell you, let's do a few questions then before we well, go. We still have, um, don't we have uh, some people to pot to? Uh, I don't know. Ad reads. <laughs> I'm losing sponsors. my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I mean, we've got the awesome Broadback, so we'll, we'll fit that in soon. I'm sure. Sure. Um, magic knives um, with a. Yeah, magic knives. That's... Hey, guys, I have a question regarding Bluetooth headphones for when you're working in the shop. I really like to be able to listen to things while I'm making knives, but I often find I have to have the headphones so loud that it's probably making me more deaf than the noises of the shop. 
I've tried a few different brands and was wondering if you guys have the same problem and if you have any brands or solutions you should suggest. Now, we did have a sponsor in the past yeah. who, but i got to be honest with you, they didn't really fucking, they weren't loud enough. They've, they, I don't they didn't think really most Bluetooth are loud enough. Yeah, yeah. So there's two ways of doing this. You either blast your ears by getting really loud or you try and um, stop the, the external noise from getting in. Um, um, I had a pair of like Bose noise cancelling headphones that were really good, but they they're like studio headphones. You right. don't really want to be wearing them around the shop, unfortunately. Right. Um, so yeah, there's no there's no ideal. I don't think. I know. Um, what, what were they? The company that sponsored us at that time. Don't I can't worry about it. It's a big one. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, but but they they now have like big sort of workshop versions. I'm not sure if they're, they're any louder or any better. I don't the know. Over the ear. The over-the-ear headphone muffs, or whatever, muffs. Let's call them muffs. <laughs> they call them muffs. They call them muffs. <laughs> the over-the-ear muffs are they're better. I think I think that they're better for your hearing because, like, mm. you're not sticking something, you're not jamming something in your ears. Yeah, and you're not trying to compete with the noise right. around you. You're trying to stop the noise around you from getting in, so you can have a nice normal level to listen to, I suppose. And I don't um, think that they yeah. make them f- with. I think that these headphones are meant for meant more for like guys mowing their lawn. Like yeah, I don't think yeah. it's for standing in front of industrial equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just get some nice speakers in and just blast the fucking room. I, I, I gotta tell you, I hate way. Bluetooth because I, I'll tell you what I do, and I've said it before, and it's like I love it. This is a weird move. Like this is not your standard move because I want when I take my headphones off. I want to hear what's going on anyway. But with Bluetooth is a one device thing, which is crazy. So yeah. what I got is, and this is super cheap to do, and it's like it's great. And I can really like have some music all the time. So you get these little things on wherever your big box store is, and they're like a sling. It's like a little it's like a little uh it's I don't know what they're, they're it's like a transmitter. AM FM transmitter. Oh, the old FM one. Yes. They're cheap. And what you do is you can put it in your phone or put it in anything that's got a jack. And you can broadcast it to a a channel on your radio that's not taken. So what I do is I have, uh, you can use your phone, you can use your XM or whatever, or whatever you got. You plug in that transmitter and then you put all the radios in your shop, including if if you get the headphones that are Bluetooth and AM, FM, you can also program, you can also tune into the station that everything else is tuned to. Let's just say 88.3. Get everything in the shop to 88.3. You plug in your, your, your transmitter. Those things are like under 20 bucks. And then you program that, which is like pressing a couple buttons, 88.3. You turn everything on. You got surround sound everywhere, including in your headphones, but they're not Bluetooth. So I'm slinging everything to a radio station. And I have like four radios all over the shop going on and all my headphones. Turn the headphones on, you can grind away, and then you also hear the outside outside music is blasting you too, and then you take your headphones off and you're not missing anything. Yeah, good call. Oh, dude, call. I've been doing this move for, I've been doing this move for, uh, for at least eight years. And it's been like perfect. Because those, all those headphones, they're never loud enough to compete with the grinder. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, <clears throat> tell us about your grinder. Oh, 
Broadbeck Ironworks 2x72. I love it. And just to let you know, they're now selling them, them completely built, and they're selling them painted. So if you go to broadbeckironworks.com, you can get yourself one of them grinders. And I actually have all the information right here, but I'm not, not on me at the moment. Um, but <laughs> I thought I was going to be slick, and I didn't. So if you use Knife Talk 100, you'll get $100 off their sharpening system that they have and also their um, their cowboy sewing machine. So if you do any sheaths, that kind of thing, Knife Talk 100. But if you're after the grinder, Knife Talk 200 will get you $200 off any of the packages that they do. It's, I mean, I love my, my – I have three grinders. Oh, you don't do that. Oh. Yeah. And the Broadback is the one I go to first. It's just the best one. And I love it. And I use it for my serrations. I have their contact wheels. I love their all their different attachments. And I we're gonna see we're gonna see Vince and Ryan and Ben at Maker Camp. They're gonna be at Maker Camp. And Mareko is going to be using their station to grind the knife that he's gonna be forging and building at Maker Camp. So Yeah. And they're makers themselves as well, so they knife know makers. what makes a yeah, good grinder, you, go. you know? They know what they know what's there you what. Go. Okay. Um shall we call it all a day? The, uh, whatever you want, my man. Yeah, let's call it a day, and we can have a little bit of a <coughs> secret after show. Okay, thank you all for sticking. We, we lasted an hour and a half, and we haven't cut out, so thank you all for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Pathetic. Yeah, it is bad, but um, we made it. We made it. Thank you all for listening. Um, we should speak to you all again next Monday. Remember, if you've got any questions for us, Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram, and remember, the butter knife, a tactical butter knife build-along. Let's start it now. Let's start it now. Tag us um, at Knife Talk Build Along um, or um, WFI Projects. WFI Products uh, Projects as well. Um, let's see what you got. Could be fun. Bye for now. There we go. Ah, I don't know why it, it always happens where the the, the TriCast craps out in the beginning. I don't know why it does it. Yeah, I don't know. It was. Yeah, it was it was great the first few weeks we used it. We I like, mean, this right, was good. Using the other it sounds stuff good. And, it's, I yeah. mean, from what you say, it's easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had David Madero on. Um, his, I mean, it was a great interview because he's an interesting guy. He was the judge on. Uh, mm. He was a judge on full Metal Shop Masters, mm. and we made the point. I, I made the point that I feel like shows in lockdown were at a disadvantage. Because his that show came out after Squid Games, I think mm. that the scrutiny that people had towards new programming in the middle of lockdown was much higher than it would be otherwise. What do you think? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what do you what yeah. are you watching these days? But, um, oh, we've gone back to fucking Breaking Bad again. Wow. Um, which we do every few years. Um, we we've had a bit of a problem with uh, the baby sleeping, so we're generally down here sort of three or four in the morning. Oof. Um, just sit in front of the TV while he while he falls asleep. So we generally do like an hour of that, you know, stupid stupid o'clock. Um, nothing else. Oh, I, yes, I think I mentioned it before. The Bad Sisters on Apple, um, on Apple Plus or whatever it's called. Um, but it's a real problem. I mean, I'm so used to like being able to binge something, um, but the way Apple do everything, it's like every Friday is a new episode, and it's like, oh, my brain's not wired for that anymore. Right. But um, it's it's very good. It's funny. It's funny. Um, it's, it's not because like, I'm it's, thinking it's like your normal doom shit. No, no, it's funny. It's about um, these Irish sisters and they need to kill one of their husbands, oh, yeah. and it's like a comedy, Jeez. like a dark 
dark no it's like dark humor kind of thing very irish um really good yeah it's good ah yeah that that's it really what are you watching? uh well now we're getting into playoff season so the base <laughs> i watched i found a couple stations they they're fucking the baseball major league baseball are scum used to be able to watch on tv baseball games and now mm, it's yeah. each each um, team has their own network, and they make you pay like yes, sixty yeah. fucking bucks a month to watch. Yeah. And it's like I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I wish they yeah, had games crazy. on pay per view. Like I wish you could buy a game, like pay, pay pay five bucks and you can watch a game. Like that's the way to do it. Because yeah. I'm not gonna watch. Of course it is. It's like yeah, you take the price. I, I would home. Do, yeah. if, if they had like tonight. But so sometimes they have games. So like tonight, Apple last night it was on Fox. This, the big news is this uh, Aaron Judge, who plays for the Yankees, is the best. He's having the best season of any baseball player in the history of baseball. Like, he is mm-hmm. number one everywhere. And he's got – he's about to hit um, 60 – he's about to beat the record for home runs before the steroid era. It's like they've already – the steroid era, era was like 73 home runs. Before the steroid era was like 61 or something, 61. So they've erased, like they've erased in our minds the steroid era. And now this guy, Aaron Judge, is about to, I mean, hopefully tonight, is about to break the record or or, or match the record, the unsteroided record. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be great if they had sports where you just like fucking do whatever you want? There's a lot of people who would love you that. see these mutants. You see these mutants doing all these crazy things. The, you see that. So, I mean, there, there. I mean, MMA used to be that way. There was like these the, the uh. hilarious things. Like if you look at, there's certain fighters that were they were all taking TRT, which is testosterone replacement. And when you see mm. the before and after pictures, it's hilarious. I mean, it's just like it's jacked. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's crazy. It's a Vitor Belfort is this fighter, and he was like, I mean, like a lummox, like a fucking, he was just a giant muscle. And then they popped him, and then they made him stop, and then they had him come in, and they call him, I mean, he looked like he was deflated. Like, he, I mean, it literally looked like they just, like, sliced him up and took it all out of him. But I don't know. Baseball's been the thing for us, especially, you know, it's always been for me this, like, nice bomb that things are getting back to normal or something like that. So Mm. the Yankees have been really great, and we've been, watching it. i'm trying to think about what else i didn't want i'm supposed to be watching this star wars thing and or I, I haven't gotten to that yet and i don't know hmm. i'm just falling asleep early i'm just tired i'm not i've been sleeping on the couch for two weeks so i'm not really sleeping so yeah hard. that's true yeah yeah but we, we've been to the same going to bed sort of early knowing that sort of four or five a.m we're being woken so yeah normally by 10 10 p.m we're asleep so yeah. i was gonna tell you so there's some funny thing that happened recently i couldn't i can't remember what it was it probably I can't remember what it was, but you know, life. Cool story. Yeah, cool story, yeah. bro. But uh, but now we're getting ready. My kid's about to apply to. My <clears throat> kid's just about. She almost finished, ready to apply to colleges. Like she's about to mm. submit some things, and it's getting down. The so line. so what happens then? So she applies, then waits for her well, grades to come in. Her and grades are all. So from the pandemic, because of the pandemic, colleges don't need to see. They're 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 saying you don't. We don't need to see your your standard eyes testing that colleges used to want to see, oh, like right. SATs and ACTs. Yeah. They're not, like, requiring it, which is monster huge uh, because, like, yeah. just the number is what gets your foot in the door. And now it's like, her, they're they're good. Her, her grades are good. Her grades, her grade grades are awesome. But her, her and her standardized testing are very good. But it's not, mm. like, Ivy League very good. So what the cool thing is is they're starting to say is, well, they don't need them anymore. 
So we're mm-hmm. she's got her, her grades. Her grades are very good. She's gotten her her uh, her recommendations are being sent in, and she's finishing her essay. And look, this this actually tonight is the night I go to her. Um, she's a captain of the swim team, and they've won they've won two meets in a row, which is crazy. And she whipped some kids. She whipped some kids' asses yesterday. We, my my <laughs> wife and I were like, whoa. Some pent up hostility there. She whips some asses, and so we have. Uh, that's that's all we're up to these days. Is she still playing the bass? Yes, but this college is like getting ready for college is taking it out of her, so she's not playing yeah. as much as she would like to. But she's really like focusing on because she she's smart. She knows that college is what's going to get her out of this small town. You know, yeah. and she's yeah. very very. She wants she wants she knows what she wants to do and. But it's like, you know, we are getting, we are, my wife and I are like, uh, coronavirus sucked for her because my, my wife, she had it bad and because we didn't get to, we don't get to walk and kind of like have a daily catch up and stuff like that. But, you know, mm. we're getting the beginning stages of empty nest syndrome. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. And... Oh, get ready, geez, man. Yeah. It comes so fast. Well, I, I tell you, my wife, my wife's getting it already and now kids are three. Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, we need to buy more houses and the kids can live there and they don't have to go anywhere. Oh no. my God. Oh my God! Crazy! It, it's Crazy. fucking banana. I mean, my kid. I remember when my kid was your buddy's age, and it was mm. like, and it all of a sudden it's like, you know, it's it's fucking nuts. It's fucking. It's great yeah. and it's fine and it'll be fine. My wife and I are trying to keep keep our minds occupied on other things and stuff like that. But. Yeah, I I asked about her playing bass because when we played last, was it was the Saturday gig? Um, so our, our bass player, he he uh, like teaches at the local right. college. Um, bass and drums, funnily enough. But anyway, we, we were there, and he spotted one of his students in the audience, and um, he called her up and said, "You play bass on the next song." Whoa! She's like, like she's she's like sixteen, and she's like well, maybe a bit younger, and she was like, "Well, uh, uh, I don't even know the song." He said, "Well, I've got the sheet music here," and and he just like dumped her into it, and the confidence on this girl, she's just like, "Fine, I'll That's do it." That's awesome. She'd never even heard the song before in her life. Oh, that must crazy. have been amazing! What an amazing yeah. thing. It was cool. She had like a huge round of applause from everybody, and you could see she was just beaming and so calm. It was brilliant. Yeah. Do really you see cool. these kids who uh, with the Foo Fight when uh, the Foo Fighters had uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins sign up to play? Mm. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I watched the whole gig on on How TV, was it? and um, in, in, it was like emotional. It really was, and it was, you know, Dave Grohl was on stage for about nine Jesus. hours. He played like like fifty songs or something ridiculous. They had you know all the guests were coming up like McCartney and you know fucking people from ACDC and Led Zeppelin and all, all the all the big heroes, right. you know. And he was there just playing songs with them all. And he, yeah, it was, it was just, nine hours long. S- stamina on it. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, it was crazy. Watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're doing it again, aren't they? The end of this month, but in in L A. Oh um, and they got different guests this time. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was an incredible thing to watch. It was like you know, all the rock and roll heroes, you know, that were still alive. Basically, everybody showed up. Uh, so I'm sure it'll happen again when they do it. This last one now in do LA. Do you think that the Foo but, Fighters um, will keep going, or what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole thing is who's going to replace he's him? He's lost you know? two because, of his uh, like, close, dear friends and two 
and his kids. mother as well. His mother like this year yeah, as well, and like they was well, he was. <laughs> I know, but 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 Dave was uh, pretty close to his apparently, you know. So you know, he wrote the book with her and all the rest wow. of it. And she, you know, she toured with them as well. Um, so he's had a fucking a rough, rough time yeah. of it. But uh, but yeah, it was it was a really good gig to watch. But uh, yeah. Can't get much better well, than that. On that happy note. On that I happy mean, note. Seriously, well, we got to tell a joke or something. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, my uh, God. No. There's a fucking... I am going to sit... Just keep talking for a second because this is fucking... Is it an eagle? Is it an eagle? It's a fucking hawk right in front of the car. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm sending you this... I've never... Get your wipers ready. This, get your wipers here, ready. I'm sending you this... I, I mean, you cannot... I'm sending it to you right now. I swear okay. to God, and tell me if I'm lying, it's right in front of the... It's a fucking hawk. Look at this. This makes for great radio. I mean... We're, Jesus, it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm kidding. That's, it's, that's a pigeon. It's not a fucking pigeon. It's a goddamn hawk. He's <laughs> a fucking hawk. <laughs> Taylor Hawkins. Eagles have landed. <laughs> He's about to shit himself. <laughs> oh, he just shot all over my car. God damn it, you motherfucker, you. <laughs> There he goes. And with that, that's the show. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.